And may you stir us up and empower us continually as you do to take you up on that invite, to engage with you, to come boldly into your presence.
take me on the journey of letting go I'm getting lost in you from the head to the heart you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you I open
disagree with you We dance upon you No shame, no shame, no shame You're gone in Jesus' name You have no place in this family Spirit, we give our shame to you. No shame, no shame, no shame. You're gone in Jesus' name. No shame, no shame, no
seeking to take a hold of you. And there's no shame in looking like a fool when I give you what I can keep to take a hold of you. There's no shame in looking like a fool when I give you what I can keep to take a hold.
It's the truth, we align with it. No shame, no shame, no shame. You're gone in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Lord, we can come into your house. Lord, declare your praises. Lord, know and experience your presence, Lord, where there's freedom. Father, where there's no condemnation, where there's no shame. Father, I thank you this evening that you love us, that you accept us, that you smile over us, that you rejoice with singing and dancing. Father, thank you for the awesome Father you are. And we honor you and we praise you and we declare great and mighty is your name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's give them a hand. He is awesome. Very cool. You may take a seat. Give your neighbor a high five. Thanks, guys. Awesome stuff. Isn't it good to be in church this evening? Yeah, it is. Great to see you. And if you're visiting with us, we give you a very warm welcome.
this is your first or second time to activate church, welcome, welcome, welcome. As we, at the end of our gathering, as you leave the auditorium, there's a table at the back where you'll see some white packs. We invite you to take hold of those and fill in the details, and the team would love to get to know you. So, church, can we put our hands together and welcome our visitors this evening? Fantastic. Can I have a little bit more house light? That would be good because we're going to celebrate our birthdays and wedding anniversaries. So if you've had a birthday over the last week, a wedding anniversary, would you like to come and join me out here? You can help yourself to a chocolate bar. Wow, here we go. Only one birthday. Ah. Okay. Well, this is a special moment. Help yourself, buddy. Well, go and take another one. You're the only one here. Okay, church, shall we stand on our feet and declare this blessing? So we're going to pray this prayer specifically for calm. So how's that? So calm. Okay, between the calm and the calm, we'll get it right. So it's calm. Okay, here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, purpose, and protection over this year. Activate your love and goodness through Carmen. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and put their hands together and gave a huge round of applause. Very good. Happy birthday to you. Very good. We've got a few highlights for you. Who's ready for those? Who likes the highlights? They're a highlight of the evening, aren't they? Here's a great one for you. Mission slide. Let's see this. Look at that. We won Mission's faith commitment offering from May to May. And wow, look at that. $247,000. Isn't that awesome? Let's put our hands together and give thanks to God for that. If you look at the basket, you'll see there's a little bit of white there. That signifies the amount that we need to go for May this year. So not too far. We're making good progress. So thank you, church, for your contribution. It is fantastic. Guess what's happening this Tuesday, 7.30? Oh, man, you are so sharp. Prayer gathering. Who can tell me where it is? ATC around the corner, over the bridge, into ATC. We're going to be having prayer gathering this Tuesday, 7.30. So love to see you there. And on Tuesday, the 14th of March, if Activate Church is your home, then 7.30 here we're having an info night. So you're invited and encourage you all to come along to that. And next Sunday, during the 10.30 gathering, we have our DNA class. If you're new to Activate and would like to find more about the life of Activate, what happens here, how the governance works, and about the churches, Acts churches throughout New Zealand, and the movement around the world, and that's the place to be. It runs during the gathering, and if you can RSVP, that would be very helpful. So on Sunday the 19th of March, we have Patrick Fitzgerald all the way from Ireland here. It's going to be awesome. Patrick is a wonderful pastor, prophetic minister, evangelist. Really encourage you to bring your friends and family along. We're going to have a wonderful time. And he's going to be sharing on St. Patrick's Day on Friday the 17th with the youth. So that's got to be good. Isn't that so cool? 
Do you know one of the things I love about Activate is that we're building a house of prayer here. Isn't that good? Both personally and collectively as a body, and that is really, really good. And this um, Saturday, the 11th of March, we are holding our second Healing Rooms meetings. And so if you have a need for healing, not only can you be prayed for that in the church, but you can come along or you can bring friends and family. And it runs from 10.30 to 12.30 this Saturday, the 11th of March. And there's a wonderful team, supportive team that will pray for you. So I really encourage you to be involved with that. Won't that be cool? Very, very good. So there are our wonderful highlights. And that is so good. And it's now going to be my pleasure. Well, before, no, we'll, we'll jump straight to this. Where's Danielle? Great. But before you come, Jordan, where are you? Why don't you come? Jordan has a word of encouragement to share with us. Yeah, you come. Jordan has started as an intern this year, and she's doing an awesome job. And so fantastic to have you on board as, on the team. Great. So. Okay, so while we were doing praise and worship, I was standing at the back, and at my Oscar, I, I, I asked God to give me a word for everyone. And so what he showed me was a picture of a waterfall, and it was the most beautiful waterfall I've ever seen. And that waterfall was named Joy and Peace. And Joy and Peace can be a bit confusing hand in hand, but they do go hand in hand, um, and um, especially with God. So God is telling me, people, like especially this time of year, we all get caught up in like, the morning's taking your kids to school, study, getting your assessments in on time, getting to uni on time with the traffic. And um, God is saying that we, He wants us to step into that waterfall of joy and peace. And instead of being stressed all the time and getting caught up, He wants us to be happy and joyful. And um, He also wants us to have peace as we go about our days because we, are, like I said, we're, off, we're often getting caught up in that busyness of our days. And yeah, so that's what I got. Very cool. Thank you, Jordan. That is so good. And it's my pleasure to invite Danielle to come. She's going to share a testimony about prayer gathering and what she enjoys about it. So let's give her a big hand as she comes. Way to go, you mighty woman of God. Hi. <laughs> Okay, um, so when I got asked to share a little bit about free gathering, um, I got texted and my first response was text back saying, um, dot, 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 but I didn't. <laughs> I texted back saying, yeah, okay, I texted my mum, but I'm really keen anyways. <laughs> it was um, it was a scary text to receive. I didn't really um, want to say yes, but I didn't want to say no, so I did. Um, and so I got to thinking about why I actually come to pre-gatherings. And um, the first time I came, I didn't really want to come for the prayer. Not that my parents know that. Um, I wanted to come to see my friends because youth is really cool. And um, much to my dismay, when I came, there was only one other youth here. 
<laughs> There's not a good thing, we're working on getting more yet to come. But, um, so only having one other friend there, I was actually forced to pay attention to what was going on. And um, through that night, the Holy Spirit kind of revealed to me that the things that we're praying for, they're for the outside world. But by trying to fix the problems of the outside world, they're kind of fixing my small world and um, they're getting rid of the problems around me to try and fix the problems in my immediate life. Um, And so in the verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 12, um, it says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Now, um, that verse is really significant to me, considering that when I come to prayer gatherings, that I can go with an expectation that things will change, lives will be fixed, and people will be healed. And then Mark 11, verse 24, also says that, says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. And so coming to prayer meetings, they they make me believe that things are going to change. Amazing things will happen. And I know this will happen because we believe that we will receive them. So every time I go, I have a high expectation of what will happen and higher expectation of things that will be changed. Well done, great stuff. So I really encourage you to come along. It's always good, isn't it, Nicole? You're here often and prayer gathering. If you haven't been before, you don't come often, really encourage you to be part of it. It's a wonderful place to be. It really, really is. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Melina. She's going to come and share communion with us. So let's give Melina, Mrs. Height. Thank you. That's all right. Hello, everybody. Oh, all the way up here. Awesome. Um, I'm just going to share a little bit of a poem. And no, I didn't write it. Um, and I can't find who did. So thank you, Anonymous, out there for writing this. Hopefully it wasn't any of you. Um, So it's called Come to the Table, and if the team could just come um, and stand up the front, that'd be cool, thanks. Um, Come to the table of Jesus, our Redeemer. Jesus invites you here to be part of the people of God. Come to the table humbly, not because you have earned a place here, but because you need mercy and help. Come because you love God and want to love God more. Come because Jesus first loved us, and gave himself for us. Come because you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come because you want to experience the mystery of God's grace. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus had a meal with his friends. He took a loaf of bread and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine and after giving thanks, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, remember me. 
So tonight I want to challenge you, when you come up here, picture yourself coming to the table um, of Jesus and yeah, just try and really think about what it's actually all about. Um, So let's just pray. God, our Creator, thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, whose love pursues us our whole life long. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life to us in word and in deed, even unto death, even death on a cross. Come, Holy Spirit, feed us with your love, that we may be filled with power to love God with all our hearts and souls and minds. Amen. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Father, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your love towards each one of us and your wonderful gift. Lord, we can stand in your presence without shame, without guilt, just as though we'd never sinned righteous and holy because of what you've done. Thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks, Melina. Great stuff. Well, this evening, we've got a a treat. We've got a 777, a 777. Who's ready for 777? Yeah. 
So it's three speakers who will speak for seven minutes and no longer, and absolutely no longer. And uh, and Luke is going to push the beep, 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 beep if they go over seven minutes. But I know that you're going to thoroughly enjoy these contributors. They're all wonderful people. They're passionate for God. They're passionate for you, and they're passionate about Activate. And it's absolutely a wonderful privilege to serve with them and to walk with them. And so our speakers this evening, if you can put your hands together for Mr. Owen Mata Edie. Over in the grey corner, Mrs. Nicole Coffin. And all the way from South Africa, Mr. Ashley Muller. <laughs> now they're keen as mustard to go first. They've been chomping at the bit. But the lot has fallen to Mr. Owen Maraidi. So welcome, Owen. Seven minutes, you go for a brother. What's up, church? Awesome. So I'm going to share a bit of a testimony tonight, particularly around uh, the importance of the, we want to say the Bible. Awesome. We're going to make it interactive, so I need some feedback from you guys. This half here, if you hear me say something that you, you agree with, I want you to say, yep. One more time. Yep. This half here, if you hear something uh, that I say that you agree with, I want you to say, come on. One more time. There we go. Awesome. Put your hand up if you've got a Bible. Awesome. That's a good start. So the importance of reading a Bible, uh, reading our Bible, not only reading it, but understanding it. Um, I've got a, three questions here that I put down to myself was, why, what, and how? Um, so the why that I've got, why do I read the Bible? Why do I think it's important? Because all Scripture, the Bible, is inspired by God. All right, I heard that. It's the Word of God, and if we want to know Him and become like Him, like His Son, Jesus, we need to live with Him. Scripture is one of the ways that God speaks to us. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Awesome. So um, a little story of God, how God spoke to me through Scripture. Put your hand up if you know about my relationship with hot chips. <laughs> Shame. So I'm going to quickly tell you, I don't eat hot chips, and I haven't for years. <laughs> because... I had this uh, real vivid uh, encounter with Jesus in a dream. Long, long story short, I had Maccas with Jesus, and uh, I, I, I picked up my chips that I was eating at the table with. Uh, who eats chips by the handful? Yeah. Awesome. So I did that. I put a mouth, I had a handful of chips in my mouth, and as I put it in my mouth, Jesus looked me squared in the eye, square in the eye, Serious as, and said, you know those are bad for you, eh? And then my dream ended. Oh, wow. So, relating back to how God speaks to us through Scripture, I actually, after that dream, believe it or not, I kept eating chips. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
probably about a couple of weeks after, I ended up in the prayer room here at church, and I, I took the Bible. And put your hand up if you've ever done the whole spontaneous God. I want you to speak to me. I'm going to open this Bible, and you speak to me wherever I open it up. That's right, see? So I opened it up, and I went somewhere in Romans, and the scripture that I read said, um, I came to you when I did to test, to see if you would obey my instructions. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just sort of on the ground just thinking, oh, when did you come to me? And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, what instructions? Then I was like, oh. The chips. So I repented, and I haven't touched chips since. But that's an example of how God spoke to me through Scripture. That's whole spontaneous, open it up, God speak to me. I believe He hears us when we pray, um, and, we, and we mean it, eh? And He does. He speaks to us. So if you want to get to know God, read your Bible, pick it up and open it up, and, and let Him speak to us. So that's a little bit of a story about how God speaks to me through Scripture, or how He spoke to me through Scripture. Um, 2 Timothy 3.16 to 17, NLT version reads, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. That's God talking to us. Why do we read our Bible? I just read it out. So what, what, can the, what do we get from, out of, from reading the Bible? It teaches us what is true. We get our truth from here. This is where you'll find truth teaches us what's wrong, corrects us when we're wrong, teaches us to do what is right, and God uses Scripture to prepare us and equip us to do every good work that He has for us. You agree with that? Awesome. Okay, and now I'm going to switch to the big screen and give you a bit of a how. Is that going to work? Oh, look at that. Come on. Everyone say, come on. Airplay. Airplay. Is that going to work? Hey, there we go. This is a Bible app. Put your hand up if you've got a Bible app. Put your hand up if you've got a mobile phone, a smartphone. Come on. Come on. Get yourself a Bible app. How can we, um, how can we get to know His Word? I'm going to be real transparent, real open. If that, is that okay if I'm real honest with you tonight, church? Is that all right? I struggle to read the Bible. Does anyone else struggle to read the Bible? This is a tool that's helped me pick up my Bible daily. Get your phone if you've got smartphones. Get a reading plan. You can see on here. Can you see that? Look at that. Jordan Landsberg, she just came up here before in the green shirt. She's been picking her Bible up. What else we got there? Sam Monk, he picks his Bible up a lot. James Brown, James Brown works here. So I want to encourage you, um, pick, pick your phone up. Who's got the Bible app, the uh, version? Okay. I want to encourage you and challenge you tonight, take, if you don't already have a plan signed up for, or you're not already signed up for a plan, I challenge you, go and sign up for a plan. There's some awesome plans here. 
So uh, I'll take it back to my notes. You can kill the screen now so you don't see my notes because I'm trying to look real professional here. So why should we read the Bible? There we go. So why should we read the Bible? Because get to know God better. He'll speak to us. The Bible tells us what's wrong, what's right. How can we get into it if we're struggling? Get a reading plan. Bless you, church. Thank you so much for your time. Well done, Owen. Fantastic. Six minutes and 54 seconds. Wow. That is hot stuff. Okay, Nicole, let's put our hands together and give Nicole a really warm welcome as she comes and shares. Oh, kia ora whanau. How's everyone going? Cool. Uh, so like Owen, I also have a few responses for you to say tonight. Uh, so out in youth, all my guys know I've got like two favourites that you can say. Uh, so the first one is, preach it auntie. Can you all try to say that? Preach it auntie. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and the second one is with people who like a bit more traditional. So you can just be like, amen sister. Oh, sounding good. Uh, yeah, so we've been asked to speak tonight around being purposed. Um, so as I was taking time to think about what I could speak about, um, I felt God say to speak around being purposed in taking rest. Um, because that's a journey that uh, God's had me on for the last few years, mostly because I'm a really slow learner. I'm sure most of you would have picked that up in like a year. Um, yeah, yeah, Owen knows what's up. Um, so every year, you know, everyone always tells you you should ask God for like a word or a verse or something to kind of uh, give you a purpose for the rest of the year ahead. Um, so like in previous years, I had real cool things. Like one year was this quote from Mother Teresa that was like, do small things with great love. I was like, yo, I can do that. Like you could do stuff. It was real awesome. Then like three years ago, God gave me the word rest. Anyone think that sounds pretty good for a purpose? Yeah. Nah, not me. Uh, if you know me, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I like doing stuff. Yeah, Tyra knows. Um, so I like doing stuff. I like being busy. I hate having free time. I was like, yo, God, like anything else? Like, come on, please. Like anything. He's like, nah, you really need to learn how to rest. And I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Um, but I was like, you know what? If that's my purpose for the year, well, I'll try. And like, honestly, I, did, I tried really hard for, shut up, Tyra. Um, for like six, for six months, I tried really hard. And I was like, one day I was like, man, I was like, I dropped things. I tried to have more free time, but then I was really bored. So I ended up picking up more projects so I wouldn't be bored. And I was like, God, like, I'm not getting this rest thing. Like, I tried, but I don't know. Like, I'm just not getting it. And then as I was talking with God, he um, gave me the verse from Psalm 46. And it goes, be still and know that I am God. And while I was like, I tried being still, like, I got nothing, I'm not feeling any different, like, so being the genius that I am, um, I have my moments, um, I was like, yo, you know what, I'm just not getting it, so why don't I just keep doing what I was doing before, like, what, honestly, what could go wrong, I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, to cut a long story short, um, last year I ended up spending about eight months of the year 
uh, sick in some way, shape, or form. Um, it was like asthma, bronchitis, allergies, hay fever, like you name it, I probably had it last year. Um, and it was pretty much because I'd been doing too much for too long. Um, and towards the end of the year, like just before Christmas, I actually ended up spending um, over a week in bed, um, like I'd open my eyes and the light would burn, the world was spinning around me, I had headache, um, I felt like I was going to faint if I stood up. Um, but the plus side was that I was too sick to like watch TV or even read books. So I had a whole lot of time to spend with God because uh, that's all I could do for like a week. Um, and so as I was like chatting with God, um, he brought the following verse to mind from Psalm 23, verse 2 to 3. Uh, so he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. And so as I was chatting with God, he's like, you know, rest is about more than just trying to do less. We're trying to have more free time. True rest is about taking time and the opportunities to allow God to speak his word, to speak his life into my soul and spirit. True rest is about God drawing you closer to himself. And in the process, he refreshes you body, mind and spirit. So you might be thinking, well, why do we need to be purposed in taking rest? The reason why we need to be purposed about taking time to rest is because without it, we become tired, weary, and burned out. We slowly become focused on doing stuff for God instead of building relationship with Him. Um, you know, and when we become so focused on doing things for God, everything that we do um, ends up becoming religious in nature. Um, but when we're purposed in finding rest, we begin to realign ourselves with God's heart and become positioned to step into all the amazing things that God has planned for us. Because I know that no matter where we're at, no matter how life is going at the moment, that God has more in store for each and every single one of us. And if we take the time to be purposed and rest and allowing God to speak His Word and His love into our hearts, then we're going to be able to step into all that He has. But when we when we fail to be purposed in taking the time out to allow God to speak to us, we're actually robbing ourselves of the, the opportunity to step into the plans that God has for us. I'm just going to finish up with um, a couple of verses from Matthew 11, um, verses 28 to 30. Just find it on my phone. Like I once said, the Bible app is really, really good. So it goes like this. Are you tired? Worn out? burned out on religion, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You got a fam? Well done, Nicole. Isn't that a beautiful portion of Scripture from the Message Bible? The unforced rhythms of life. Very good. In six minutes, ten seconds. Wow. You've got the chocolate bar price so far. Well, let's give it up for Muller as he comes and shares. Anybody who knows me knows that this is going to be the hardest seven minutes of my life because 
me taking seven minutes to talk is enough. I hear agreements in the front row already. But here's what I got for you guys. And I'm going to go traditional South African, so if I talk too fast... Well, we don't sound like Indians. Um, our, well, no, not that, not, not, oh, come on, technology, why do you do this to me now? That's Simon Moitorov's rugby team. There we go. Yeah, save that picture. It's a cool picture, Simon. <laughs> our purpose in life as Christians is to know God and to bring Him glory. If we will do that with, if, if we will do that with your life, then if you get up every morning and say, I want to know God and I want, him, I want to bring Him glory, then we will find happiness in, in what we do. You will find satisfaction in all the ways of, of God's love if you prioritize what you need to do in order. See, I am totally against prioritizing. I married someone for the purpose of, right now she's busy making calendar notifications, for the purpose of helping me out because I'm more of a go straight ahead and do it. I don't like reading. I prefer being like someone reading to me. So yes, the Bible app is great because it's audible. But here's, here's how I broke it down. Christianity is reading your Bible daily, getting to know God's Word, praying to God, talking to Him. To talk to someone is to build a relationship with them. And then another thing is to walk like Jesus would have walked and to love like Jesus would have loved. But here's the hard thing about being human. To love like Jesus would have loved is to forgive like Jesus would have forgiven. Now, something that's really, really stuck in my heart. Now, I got this, uh, this book from Nicole as a gift, and it's been an absolute godsend because it's only one page, and that's about the most I read in a day. Um, but how's this? And it started on the 1st of January. When I read this, I knew it was going to be a good year for us. When it reads, One of the most difficult things in life is to forgive a person who has purposely hurt us. But as we move into a new year, let us remember that forgiveness allows us to move forward and be free. See, the Bible verse that's based around that is, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving to one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. That's in Ephesians 4.32 if you're taking notes. See, for me, I grew up in, a, in this lifestyle of, you know what, if you did something wrong to me, I'm going to get you back. Because I really, 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 really love sports, and nothing makes me happier than playing sports. And yesterday I watched um, South Africa beat the Black Caps. You're welcome. But I myself... I myself fancy myself as a pretty good cricket player in backyard cricket, the stadium is yours. And I remember one day my brother bowling to me and, you know, plucking up the confidence to stand like a good old David Miller and into a window. Now, I, I, I was terrified because I knew that I'd have to face my dad when he got home. And, you know, what, what's, what scared me even more is what was he going to do? And dad got home. And I was like, hey, dad. And he's like, do you, how was your day? Uh, Great, thanks, dad. Bye. And ran off, you know, and dad obviously had seen the broken window and he didn't say anything. And I'm like, okay. Right, what's he going to do? And he called me in and I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get a hiding. 
Don't worry, I, I got a few of those and it changed my life. Um, but I walked in there and I remember my dad's words. I'm not angry with you. I forgive you. And I figured, you know, as a kid, that was huge for me. And then I grew up in this lifestyle of, I've got to learn how to forgive people. You know, I've got to do what God would have done. God would have loved that same way. I became a Christian at 14. I didn't, you know, I wasn't born into a Christian family. My father showed me the same love that Jesus would have shown me. You know, so that's how I live life. And to forgive is really hard. Trust me, I know how, that, how hard it is. I know that people can hurt you in extreme ways. In fact, people can hurt you in a way that could ruin your life, so you think. But God, God is the, the way, the truth, and life. God can take that pain away from you if you do it in his way. See, for me, I had to learn how to forgive someone that hurt me dearly. And church, I'm going to be, I'm going to be extremely honest with you. I love sharing my testimony. I love sharing about my family and how God has changed our lives. So hear, me, hear this for me. I grew up with an alcoholic father. God saved him, and he preaches the word now. I grew up, thank you, I, I grew up with a, a mother who loved me dearly, loved me so dearly, but I had to watch, watch my family break up when, when there was a divorce that split them, and my mother went on a spiral, and she met a terrible man who cheated on her, and then gave her HIV, and then beat her up when, he, when she confronted her. And I had to live with this, this, this thing of being 15 years old at the time, and knowing that someone would do that to my mother, to destroy me inside like that as a young child, it's not easy. To wake up, I got to the age of 26, two years ago, I know, not 12, two years ago, I woke up and my wife said to me, we were newlyweds, and my wife said to me, let's go into this marriage with peace of mind. And I was like, okay, what do you mean? So I want you to clear your head, I want you to forgive people as God would forgive them. And I said, stuff you, buddy. I'm never forgiving that man. And she said, would God do that? I then had to come to the realization that from that point forward, if I was going to be purposed with my life, if I was going to live this, Jesus would have lived. You know, and read my Bible daily and pray daily and be a model Christian. I've got to forgive. See, I forgave that guy because Jesus forgave me. And so when we speak about being a purpose Christian, please. I appreciate the work and effort you put into that. That was really, really marvelous. So, so cool. So we're going to sing a song very shortly. And uh, the band will lead us in there. Just to remind you a couple of things as we go. If you're visiting this evening, it's been wonderful to have you with us. And we invite you, as you leave the auditorium, to collect a white pack, a visitor's pack. And there you'll find a number of details. We'd love to find out more about you and connect with you. So feel free to fill your details on a card. If you have a prayer need at all, in the seat pocket in front of you, you'll find one of these cards. Can I encourage you to take one, fill them in, and put them in to the red letterbox. Right where Jordan is standing over there. Yeah, give us a wave, Jordan. That's fantastic. That would be great. And uh, church, if this is your home, this is not for visitors or guests, but this is your home, can I encourage you to be purposed in your giving? Thank you for your giving. We really appreciate it. And together as we give and sow into what God is doing, it's amazing what He's doing in our city and our nation and the nations, isn't it? It's so, so cool. And if you have a prayer need, we invite you to come forward. So let's jump to our feet. And uh, let's sing one more time. 
Thank you very much, Aaron. You cover us, cover us with your air. 